Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language, and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Amy Smith, Catholic journalist and features editor for EWTN's National Catholic Register. Amy is also the author of The Plans God Has for You, Hopeful Lessons for Young Women, based on her favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. She loves Mother Mary, our friends, the saints, baking scones, editing, writing flowers, coffee, and re-rating Jane Austen novels. I could say so much of the same for myself, and now I really want a scone. So welcome, Emily. I'm sorry, welcome, Amy. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm going to say welcome, Amy, one more time and get rid of that. I just interviewed Emily Stimson Chapman and got confused. Oh, that's a good one, too. I'll have to check that one out. So fun. All right. Um, you know what? I'm just going to start over so I don't have to make it choppy if that's okay. Sorry. About sure. That. No problem. Okay. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language, and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Amy Smith, Catholic journalist and features editor for EWTN's National Catholic Register. Amy is also the author of The Plans God Has for You, Hopeful Lessons for Young Women, based on her favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. She loves Mother Mary, our friends the saints, baking scones, editing, writing, flowers, coffee, and rereading Jane Austen novels. I could say so much of the same for myself, and now I really want a scone. Welcome, Amy. Hello, great to be here. Um, before we started recording, I told you we have never had a Jane Austen quote on the show before, which is startling. It is, but I'm glad I can be the first. Yes. So we're going to talk about a line about Eleanor Dashwood from Sense and Sensibility. She had an excellent heart. I know. Isn't that just the best? I mean, it's such a great line. I mean, there's so many great quotes in any Jane Austen novel, but this one, I, 
I came across it when I was rereading different parts of various Jane Austen novels. And I just really like it because it speaks to so much of the Christian journey of Catholic women and Jane Austen fans like myself. Just so much to glean from just a short sentence. Yeah, I think when we think of having what, what kind of heart or what kind of um, what kind of person we are, maybe we describe it in more specific ways. But I like how simple and yet how all encompassing the word excellent is in this context. Very um, true. Because then you're caring for others and you're caring for there's so many ways you can you can read it. Exactly. Um, if you go this going back, the quote is actually from the first chapter of the book mm -hmm. and the, the description kind of follows to give you more context into her character. So it says she had an excellent heart. Her disposition was affectionate and her feelings were strong, but she knew how to govern them. And that is such a beautiful way, I think, of summing up her character and how she was always looking out for others and wanted the best for other people. And her good heart obviously won her true love in the end, but it also kind of sums up the Christian life as well. We need to have excellent hearts filled with love for God and others. Yes, we need to, and we need to cultivate that, right? There's so many different ways that um, in different stages of our lives, our, our prayer might change the way that we maybe go on retreat changes or, or the way that our faith is um, expressed in what we do every day changes, but it should always be striving towards that excellence because we're all called to be saints. So we're all called to perfection in certain ways and excellence in certain ways. Very true. And I think, you know, the title of the book itself too, Sense and Sensibility, Reason and Feeling, they're both needed in matters of the heart and how we live out virtue in our lives as Eleanor herself well illustrates. And I think this is another you know, way to sum up Austin and her heroines, really in their, each in their own unique way, they exhibit the feminine genius, which I know you've spoken about quite a bit here on the podcast, you know, that's kind of a, I think a good way to sum up what Austin is all about. And did, so you, you read this, did you read this book first in college? You said, you, you told me before we started that you did a class in college where all you did was read and write about Jane Austen novels. There was a similar class at my university and I tried to get in it, but it was, it was snapped up. So I think I even had an upperclassman give me their spot so I could try to get in it faster. I'd like, it got swept up so fast. So um, I guess this is me vicariously pretending that I have that class right now. Um, yes, it was such a popular class and we literally read each of the novels one after the other and discussed them and wrote essays. And it really was the best class ever um, because there really are such then? good lessons, you know, that we can yeah. still glean today. Did you see the lessons then about, I mean, perhaps about virtue, but I don't know, in the context of those conversations, were you drawing the connections then to what it means to be a Catholic woman? Or was that something you kind of grew into as you read them over and over? I feel like I've kind of grown into that understanding the class was at a public university. So we were looking at just the literary lessons from the books. And obviously just there's such strong moral lessons in general that we focus on and self-discovery and how self-growth helps you 
get to happily ever after, which are so relatable to Christians. But really, I feel as I was writing my own book, there's a whole section, a whole chapter on Jane Austen's novels and what they can teach us as Catholic women, especially for young women. And so I feel like I've, I've just delved more deeply into all these lessons as I focused on writing my book and then just continuing my own writing on Jane Austen at the National Catholic Register and elsewhere. I would say my own writing if I'm not writing about the saints in Jeremiah 29, 11, a future with hope, I'm writing about Jane Austen. So those are like my, my niche subjects, yeah. if you will. And I think those speak to so much of what people on a broader scale these days are looking for. I mean, something that we've always been looking for, right? To figure out where we fit in, to figure out who we are, to figure out where we came from. There's such an emphasis today on trying to identify ourselves and define ourselves in certain ways. Um, and I think be because we want to know who we are, we want to know why we're here and what we're called to do. And living virtuously and living with a good set of morals helps you to do that. Like you need some structure. The idea of, to of freedom being you can do whatever you want is very different than being free because you understand who you are and who the people are around you and you respect their dignity. Um, and I think like you're saying that there's so much of the feminine genius in the way that Jane Austen wrote and the way that she developed her characters. Like she understood the human person. I think that's what makes her novel yes. for so long, right? And why people today, even though people are, the idea of morals have changed a lot, at least in the popular culture from, from Jane Austen's times, like we're not going to balls anymore. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like for better or for worse. Um, but there's still th that drive um, to be better and to improve ourselves, that's still there. And I think her novels have lasted so long and they're still so interesting. People are still making movies about them and, and fighting about who's the better Mr. Darcy and things like that because they all tap into something that is so universal and so at the core of what we are. So true. And I feel like all of her heroines, there's something you can relate to in each of them. I really feel like Eleanor is just very relatable that she's keeping all these things kind of bottled up inside as she's trying to help her sister navigate life and at the same time she thinks her her true love will will go away but in the end because she's a good person and does things the correct way she finds true love too and helps her sister achieve that as well and you know you can take any any heroine really in the novels and find someone relatable, you know, Elizabeth, Lizzie in Pride and Prejudice, she misunderstands Mr. Darcy essentially, and even herself in some respects, but, you know, they find happiness together in the end. Um, Persuasion is one of my favorite novels too. I feel like Anne is really relatable. She is you know, she wants to find love with Captain Wentworth, who um, she had known years before, and they they get back together, and those love letters are just the best. Um, you know, even Emma, she has all of her foibles. She's not my favorite heroine, um, if I can be honest about that, but I love the aspects of 
um, of the novel, especially with Mr. Knightley, because I think he's the best hero in his gentlemanliness. And there's so many lessons about living in community and helping everyone be better and live well together that you can glean from that. I, I could go on and on, obviously, but there's just, uh, the novels are the best, really. Yeah, and I love the way you relate, um, you relate this line about Eleanor to a line from Pope John Paul II's letter to women. Women acknowledge the person because they see persons with their hearts. So the idea that she had an excellent heart meant that she could see people in a in the way they really were and maybe see people more i don't know that jane austen would have said it this way but see people more with god's eyes than with our eyes right like we're called to look at the world not in the the human way but we know that god doesn't see things the same way we do and he doesn't see people the same way we do he he sees deeper and he sees into them and when we get stuck on the things uh that maybe bug us about other people the kind of the things that are more on the outside uh, we don't we don't allow people to be everything that they really are. And we don't make room in a way we don't make room for hope, right? Like when we expect, say this person does this and that's annoying or whatever. Um, but people, people do change sometimes because God changes hearts. And when we leave room for God to do that in other people and in ourselves, I think that's a really hopeful thing. And that can help us to understand better who we are. And to, I think in doing that better understand who God is. Very, very true. You know, seeing people with one's heart really is at the heart of these novels, as Eleanor illustrates. You know, she knows what her sister needs, even if Marianne herself doesn't. And you could take any of these novels and really see how that that works through the course of the character's journeys. You know, being a good person, striving to help others be good, really gets us to a hopeful, happy ending, just like Mother Mary is such a witness of being and having an excellent heart, right? She loved God fully. She loved others fully. She shows us that way. And so whether we're reading a Jane Austen novel and relating to these characters or reflecting on the truth of Jeremiah 29 11 or looking to Mary or looking to our favorite female saints in particular you know they're leading the way to help us you know navigate life in this Christian journey you know such beautiful witnesses that we have in helping ourselves to love God more fully and people more fully and I just think yeah there's so much so many lessons that we can take away, you know, and Mother Mary will help us, our friends, the saints will help us. And obviously, Jane Austen, Jane Austen's characters like Eleanor can inspire us as we're living well, living hopefully and trusting God with our life, no matter where we are on our journey. It strikes me that that is a very different perspective than you do you. Exactly. It's, it's not, you can, you have a different truth and you can do whatever you want. It's, there's this bigger thing that we're all part of and that we all ought to be striving for. Um, I love the bits that you said about how we work in community and how, when we, when we see others, we draw those connections and we build relationship because there's so much talk about how people are so isolated and they're isolated now more than they were because of the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. But, mm -hmm. but, but we don't like, it's our choice if it's going to stay that way. 
very true. And I think that's, that's what Jane Austen shows us, you know, every, all these characters are in their own communities and there's these relationships they have to navigate, whether it's with their family or potential suitors. Right. And they're, they're showing us, well, how do you, how do you deal with, with the people in your life if they're difficult or if they're having their own issues, you know, how do you lift people up? How do you help them live hopefully while you are as well? And I think it's a good reminder for us that we need to always be there for one another, whether it's, you know, in a, in a different way now because of the pandemic, but yeah, relationships, relationships with others, our relationship with God, those are where we have to find our strength and our hope. And Jane Austen herself, she was a very prayerful person. Her father was a member of the clergy. So she, she even wrote personal prayers that I find so edifying. One of her prayers is fascinating. Yes. Give us a thankful sense of the blessings in which we live. That's one line that I always find myself going to, you know, look at your life and see how God has put blessings, you know, in your daily journey, the people he's blessed you with in your family and amongst your friends, you know, really have that kind of attitude that is hopeful and say, well, God knows what's best for me and he's taking care of me. And I feel like that's really underlying all of her stories. You know, the characters go to church, they get married in church, you know, and it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful venue for looking at our lives, even though these books are written a couple hundred years ago, you know? Yeah. But there's hope then and reading them today, like people are still people, even if our culture is very different um, or feels different, maybe it's not as different as it seems, but, um, but there's always hope. Right. And I think that's what your book goes back to. And that's, I love your reading of Jane Austen and seeing that there is, there's always hope because we always, we have each other and we can keep building and building on that. Indeed. Thank God. Amen. So we're just about out of time, but that was a wonderful conversation. And I'm very grateful to spend some time with you. Thank you so much. It's been a blessing. Friends, to suggest a quote or a guest, follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast, or contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you find your shows, and tell a friend. Until next time, God bless you. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.